Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy. Today is March 24th of 2023, and we're celebrating Friday of the fourth week of Lent. Today's gospel comes to us from the gospel according to John, verse, chapter 7, verse 1 through 2, 10, and then 25 through 30. Jesus moved about within Galilee. He did not wish to travel in Judea because the Jews were trying to kill him. But the Jewish Feast of Tabernacles was near. But when his brothers had gone up to the feast, he himself also went up, not openly, but as it were in secret. Some of the inhabitants of Jerusalem said, Is he not the one they are trying to kill? And look, he is speaking openly, and they say nothing to him. Could the authorities have realized that he is the Christ? But we know where he is from. When the Christ comes, no one will know where he is from. So Jesus cried out in the temple area as he was teaching and said, You know me, and also know where I am from. Yet I did not come on my own, but the one who sent me, whom you do not know, is true. I know him, because I am from him, and he sent me. So they tried to arrest him, but no one laid a hand upon him, because his hour had not yet come. Today's gospel is a rather mysterious one. In fact, there's a number of mysteries that warrant some closer attention. First, there's a number of references to Jewish thought and Jewish tradition that need some clarification. And second, we can consider the mysteries of Christ's life and how they relate to us. Regarding the first, it's worth noting that this gospel takes place around the time of the Feast of Tabernacles, which commemorates the Jewish sojourn in the desert. This is why many Jews would, and in fact, depending on where you go, they still do, set up tents. The feast was an eight-day feast, and all Jewish males who lived within a 15-mile radius of Jerusalem were legally obligated to go up and celebrate. Now, Jesus wasn't obligated to go since he was in Galilee, and Jerusalem is in the heart of Judea. However, Christ does go up later, during the middle of the feast, but he does so in secret. Now, Thomas Aquinas gives a beautiful explanation of this. What does that mean that he goes up in secret? He says that everything that was said to this ancient people was a shadow of the good things to come. So our Lord went up in secret to show that even this figure, feast, was a figure. The one who celebrates this feast of tabernacles is the one who understands that he is a pilgrim in the world. Another reason why our Lord went up in secret was to teach us that we should conceal the good things we do, not looking for human approval or desiring the applause of the crowd. We found another mystery in the phrase that the inhabitants of Jerusalem said. Remember, they said, But we know where he is from. When the Christ comes, no one will know where he is from. What does that mean? Well, actually, this was a rather common belief in Christ's time. In fact, in his dialogue with Trypho, who was Jewish, St. Justin Martyr puts these words on Trypho's lips. He says, But Christ, if he has indeed been born and exists anywhere, is unknown, and does not even know himself, and has no power until Elias comes to anoint him, and makes him manifest to all. Now this writing of St. Justin is from the middle of the second century, century, much later than the Gospels, but it's indicative of the Jewish mindset even centuries after Christ. Now, this understanding, however, isn't actually biblical. Right? To say, well, we won't know where the Christ is from. 
Well, it's an interpretation offered by scholars of the law, and we can think they actually ignored the very clear prophecies that the Christ would be born in Bethlehem. It's the same thing Christ himself says to the scribes in Matthew's Gospel. He rebukes them by saying, You are misled because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. Nonetheless, the inhabitants, the normal people, aren't entirely blameless either. St. John Chrysostom writes that the most pitiable of all were they who saw a very clear sign of his divinity and, leaving everything to the judgment of their corrupt leaders, failed to show Christ reverence. So these are some of the mysteries that we find in today's gospel, and we can ask ourselves a very logical and sensible question. Well, what do these mysterious passages have to do with us? Well, first, the Catechism reminds us, Christ's whole life is a mystery. That's exactly what the Catechism says. At, uh, that's paragraph 516. Christ's whole life is a mystery. And at the same time, though, Christ's whole earthly life his words and deeds, his silences and sufferings, indeed his manner of being and speaking, is the revelation of the Father. Jesus can say, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. And the Father can say, this is my Son, my Chosen One, listen to him. Because our Lord became man in order to do his Father's will, even the least characteristics of his mysteries manifest God's love among us. Interesting. Because God, Jesus became man to do God the Father's will, even the smallest details of these mysteries show us God's love. When we think of it, our faith is full of mysteries, right? We have the mystery of the Most Holy Trinity, which is called the central mystery of the Christian faith and the mystery of God in himself. It's from the Catechism 234. There's the mystery of our vocations, which are gift and mystery, as St. John Paul II put it. We have the sacraments, which St. Ambrose simply called the mysteries. However, just because something is mysterious doesn't free us from the obligation to study, to ponder, and to love it. Rather, it reminds us that God lies hidden in the mysterious, and thus everything speaks to us of his presence, speaks to us of his love, and for that reason, we need to be recollected so that we can see God's hand at work. Perhaps nowhere is this point clearer than in God's sense of timing. The New Testament often uses two different words for time, and we see both of these words in today's passage. There's kairos, as when Jesus said to them, My time is not yet here, but the time is always right for you. This is omitted verse 6. And then ora is found in verse 30. His hour had not yet come. Now, putting aside the linguistic differences between these two words, both terms remind us that oftentimes God's timing is a mystery. We don't know why he delays at one point, he advances at another, why he permits what he does or acts when he does. However, because we know God and we trust in him, we know that God is never early and that God is never late. He's always exactly on time. We can believe this, though, only through the eyes of faith. We can ask ourselves, how well do we embrace the mysteries of our faith, especially when these are difficult or challenging? And by mysteries, I just don't mean, you know, the mystery of the Trinity, the mystery of the Eucharist, the mystery of the sacraments. I mean the daily challenges, the daily mysteries, Christ being hidden in, in the people who annoy us or 
who challenge us. Through the intercession of Our Lady of Sorrows, today let's ask for the grace to embrace the mysteries of our faith, especially that most solemn mystery of the Eucharist, which we proclaim by saying, the mystery of faith. <laughs> 